Imagine sitting under a sky full of millions of stars. Pops and crackles fill the air as the bonfire roars in the distance. Your muscles and joints ache from weeks of hard work, harvesting the crops and preparing the land and livestock for the coming winter. Your stomach bloats after feasting on fresh meats and vegetables. To quote Jack Skellington, this is Halloween. first episode of the Happy Halloween podcast. I am your host Tony and this is going to be your home for all things Halloween. Before we get started today, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I've loved Halloween for as long as I can remember. My first Halloween memories are my mom dressing me up as a hobo. She put on some probably my brother's uh, hand-me-downs to make large baggy clothes and She'd smear my face with makeup and put little uh, mascara dots on for a beard, tie a bandana to a stick, you know. Um, If I can find a picture of that, I'll post it over on Instagram. I think I've got one. My later memories involve me um, taking my mom's makeup in my own hands and turning myself into Freddy Krueger. I'd make all kinds of little lines and dots and circles on my face to make me look burned. I so happened to have a, I think, a red and green t-shirt. I don't know if that was an accident or if my mom bought it for me because she knew I loved Freddy. But then I would take a, a one of my dad's work gloves and cut out some some cardboard-looking, quote-unquote, knives and tape it to it. And, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Um, I guess my mom let me watch horror movies a little too early. So in the years following that, I guess I talked about Freddy so much that they decided to buy me the uh, licensed latex mask and the glove. And naturally that was used for more than just Halloween. I played with that all all year round. But that kind of led to my obsession with Halloween. And here I am, 40 some odd years later, talking to blankets in my closet, hoping somebody listens. Another thing I want to talk about before we get started is my three levels of what Halloween pop culture is, uh, mainly focusing on movies and music. Now, this is just my opinion, so take it for what it's worth. But uh, first, you have actual Halloween-related items. Um, You know, your Halloween specials, your movies that are specifically about Halloween, um, songs that, you know, mention Halloween or that you know or were written for Halloween. But there's really not a lot of those. If you stop and think about it, there are very few and far between. The next I have what you call Halloween adjacent. This is the category that most stuff falls in. When I say Halloween adjacent, what I mean is... It's stuff that has become synonymous with Halloween, but is not really Halloween-related. Most of the time, it's 
horror movies or anything just generally creepy. Um, some examples would be like main one is Monster Mash. That was not written to be a Halloween song. It was just part of the whole monster craze of the 60s. But, you know, naturally, anytime you ask anybody about Halloween, that's the first thing that they'll mention. Same thing goes for, like, the Ghostbusters theme song, the Monster, the Addams Family. I could go on and on. Um, I think the reason behind this, though, is that it's the one time of year that, quote-unquote, normal people feel comfortable letting their creepy side out. So because of that, it's kind of become tied to Halloween. Then we have what I like to call the Halloween's neighbors from down the street. This mainly pertains to slasher movies. For example, Scream, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, yada, yada, yada. Um, they're not inherently Halloween movies, but every year they rise in popularity between September and October. Um, some of the songs in this category, I would say, are like Witchy Woman, I Put a Spell on You, anything from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love these songs. They're some of my favorites. But if you listen, they really have nothing to do with Halloween. They weren't written about Halloween. They weren't released for Halloween. They just have become part of the Halloween experience, I guess you could say. But that's just my opinion. Let me know what you think. Alright, next up we're going to do a little bit of history. Now, I know history can be a little dry and boring. So I've decided just to tell little small pieces of the origins of Halloween every episode. That way people don't get too bored and tune out. <laughs> so, join me as we go all the way back to 1200 BCE. A group of smaller tribes known as the Celts were spreading across Western Europe. This was a time before Christianity or any other organized religion was part of this part of the world. They all practiced what could be considered an earth-based religion that actually predates paganism. Because life so heavily depended on the success of their crops, they began to have festivals that revolved around the farming seasons. The one that we are interested in is Samhain pronounced Samhain, despite what Glenn Danzig would say, which literally translates to summer's end. The end of summer meant that crops were all harvested and ready to be preserved for winter, as well as freshly butchered meat that would soon be salted for preservation. So on this last day of summer, before the long, dark, and cold night set in, the Celts would feast on the fruits of their labor. So how did this feast of the harvest become a night of trick-or-treats and spooky costumes? Well, we'll find out more next time. Alright, now it's time for the Frightful Five. This month we're going to count down my top five Halloween candies. Number five. Mini Snickers. No, 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 I'm not talking about the quote-unquote fun-sized ones. I'm talking about the little bitty square ones. The pop-in-your-mouth nugget nut-filled chocolate goodness. Mm. Number four. This one goes way back and may be a bit controversial. Bear with me. 
Mary Jane Peanut Butter Kisses. What's that? You don't know what I'm talking about? I bet you do. These things used to be made by Neko, but are now made by a company called Melster. If you truly don't know what I'm talking about, then you're missing out. But I bet you do. The orange and black wrapped hard rock chunks of peanut butter candy that probably should have been called teeth breakers instead of kisses. But I still love them. Just pop one in your mouth and let it melt. Number three. This is going to be another controversial one, but Autumn Mix. I know, I know. I'll admit it. I like candy corn. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but it is what it is. I love the mixture of the different color candy corns and the mellow cream pumpkins, especially the pumpkins. As a matter of fact, my wife and I have already had our first bag of the season, and I will buy this in bulk and save it throughout the year. Number two. Okay, I love this next one so much, I'm planning on getting a tattoo of it pretty soon. Nerds. Those tiny little boxes of wax-covered sugar were always worth the blisters I got on my feet to get them. Grape is my personal favorite. Number one. Now, all the other candies on the list so far were from my childhood. But this delicious confection has become my favorite adult Halloween snack, considering they didn't debut until my last year of high school. That perfect ratio of peanut butter and chocolate Reese's Peanut Butter Pumpkins. Unfortunately, rumor has it that it may be in short supply this year, so you better go out and stock up now. What are some of your favorite Halloween candies? Email me at thehappyhalloweenpod at gmail.com and let me know. Now it's time for some news. Mars has unveiled its 2022 Halloween variants for its M&M's, Twix, and Snickers. This year, they're going in a ghoulish direction. The Snickers fun size and the Twix fun size will be ghoulish green bars. And the one I'm excited for is the M&M Mad Scientist Mix. It will be a combination of milk chocolate, peanut butter, and peanut M&M's in a purple, orange, and green color scheme. I can't wait to get my hands on some of these. This October, we're going to get the Spirit Halloween movie. Here's the blurb on it. When a new Spirit Halloween store appears in a deserted strip mall, three middle school friends who think they've outgrown trick-or-treating make a dare to spend the night locked inside the local store on Halloween night. But they soon find out that the store is haunted by an angry evil spirit who has possessed the creepy animatronic characters. The kids embark on a thrilling and spooky adventure in order to survive the night and avoid becoming possessed themselves. It seems like it's going to be the typical kids adventure type of spooky movie. Kind of like, you know, your Stranger Things and It, but on a less scary note. Not that there's anything wrong with that. As a matter of fact, if COVID chills the hell out, I'll probably take my kids to see this. Now, Netflix is going to be on a roll this fall. First up, we have The Curse of Bridge Hollow. A father and his teenage daughter are forced to team up and save their town after an ancient and mischievous spirit causes Halloween decorations to come to life and wreak havoc. 
Uh, the main character in this is the girl that played Erica in Stranger Things. I couldn't find a release date on this, though. I think it might be September. Um, I will let you know, though, as soon as I find out for sure. The next two are more Halloween-adjacent. First up, we have Tim Burton's Wednesday. I think this is going to be released in September, but I couldn't find anything to say for sure. Uh, I'm totally stoked to see what Tim Burton does with the Addams Family characters, so I will be all over that. And then the one that I've really been waiting for is Rob Zombie's The Monsters. I'll admit, I'm a bit of a Rob Zombie fanboy. I've been following on Instagram ever since they started building the sets last year. Um, it looks like a decent flick. The only complaint I have so far, based on the trailers, is that Herman's voice doesn't seem deep enough. But we'll see. Um, this is a, kind of a like a prequel backstory type deal. It's going to be the story of how Herman and Lily met. So as of right now, it doesn't seem to be that we're going to have Eddie or anybody like that in it. Although I do believe Butch Patrick is going to be have a small role, which is the original Eddie. So we will see. This one's going to land on Netflix on September 27th, and I will be ready and waiting with my bowl of popcorn. And my final piece of Halloween news is from Spirit. Uh, they're continuing to announce new items, obviously. The latest is the life-size animatronic Reagan from the classic 73 Exorcist, which looks so freaking cool. It, she says different things, and I would assume she spins her head around. Gonna have to go check that out. And then from the Trick or Treat film, they're adding to their school bus massacre collection with the devil mask this year. I'm sure Spirit will continue to add items, so just check back on Instagram. I'll post them as I find them. All right. Now it is time for some Halloween music, or Halloween adjacent. We'll see. Every month I'm going to head over to Bandcamp, find two or three songs from independent artists, and showcase them here. First up, we have a, as I said earlier, a... Halloween's Neighbor from Down the Street song. It's I Put a Spell on You by Baked Alaska. Buddy Scott, he's a big Scott fan. Next up, I'm not really sure what genre of music this is, besides being creepy. Uh, but this is, the artist is Rusty Cage, and this is the Hearst song. Begins to leak in the worm's 
right? And lastly, I have been addicted to this song for a good, I don't know, six, seven years now. Pumpkin Time by World Inferno Friendship Society. copyright struck just in case all right well i guess that's going to do it for our first episode i hope you enjoyed everything we listened to and talked about today if you did if you don't mind go over and give me a a review or a rating Uh, don't forget to follow me on instagram the happy halloween pod uh, if you have any suggestions or questions, you can hit me up at thehappyhalloweenpod at gmail.com. Episodes will be coming out on the 13th of every month. Um, hoping when October rolls around, I can get some bonus episodes out. And maybe the months that have 31 days might get a bonus episode. We'll have to wait and see. But until next time, Happy Halloween!